Welcome to EO Audio. I'm Managing Editor Daniel Wattenberger, and today we sit down with Paul Rubitai, who's running for the at-large seat in the Pendleton City Council. We just wanted to give people a chance to get to know you that, that don't, and... Uh... Um, kind of hear what your what your plans are. So if you if you just start with a, kind of a brief biography of who you are and uh, how you got here. Okay, Paul Rubitai. Yeah, and I'm originally from uh, the state of California. Okay, moved here in '95 after my mother and father-in-law had passed. My doctors told me to get my do- uh, get my wife, who was a seizure patient. Mm-hmm out of California into a better region Mm -hmm. and uh, at the time she was having about 70 seizures a month so we moved up here and within a year we had uh, her seizures had gone down to about six a month so it was a good health benefit for the move and we actually got a down to the point where we knew when exactly when she was going to have, or within yeah. 24 hours of when she was going to have a seizure, and she got down to two a day, uh, to two a month, yeah. which was yeah pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. We had a five-year-old girl brought up with us. And what, what, what year is that? Ninety-five. Ninety-five. Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, I was working for um, what is now Icon mm-hmm. uh, Office Products, and uh, I left them, went to work for uh, the bus company, became mm-hmm. a school bus driver, mm-hmm. and did that for a few years. Moved from Pendleton here after... Uh, Living here for 19 months to uh, the Hermiston area. Was in Hermiston Stanfield for about a year and then moved back here to uh, Pendleton. Okay. My daughter's a graduate of uh, Pendleton High School, okay. class of three, uh, 2003. Okay. Um, I worked for Sykes in Milton Freewater. Mm-hmm. I worked for uh, Lippert Component here in uh, Pendleton, okay. Walmart, and the uh, training center. Okay. Before I uh, was told by my doctors I could not work anymore because I had a bad heart. Mm-hmm. And so I went into uh, retirement, and the wife took over the, the working part. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been been disabled since uh, 2002 with with cardiac problems, and just recently found out. Well, about two years ago, found out I have uh, cancer as well. Oh gosh! They're on a wait and let's see how fast it progresses mm-hmm. type thing. Gosh! But uh, I've watched this city. Start to grow and then stagnate. Mm-hmm. So, why in the world would you want to take on a run for city council? What 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 brought that about? To try and break the stagnation. Yeah. Very simple. I I believe this. Don't get me wrong. 
I think Roundup is a good thing. Yeah. There he is. But, uh, hello, Antonio. Hi, how's it going? But Roundup should not be the be-all, end-all mm-hmm. of making this town grow. I believe that they could do a lot better. If they went ahead and turned this town into a theme town. Hmm. Now, that's just an idea. Throw it into, okay, Roundup is our big draw, but why not have it draw year-round? Go Western motif. Boom. Mm -hmm. Shop faces. Update them. Bring more interest that way, more tourism in. At the same time, landlords need to understand that housing, equitable housing, is a priority to keep a city growing. If you don't have adequate, appropriate housing, a town will die because it will not draw industry. What, what can the city government do about that? Try and work with the with the landlords to get them to go ahead and one improve on their properties because, quite frankly, there are some slummy areas mm-hmm. in town. We need to get those cleaned up. At the same time, those that are not slums, we need to try and get them to listen. You've already paid for the house. Now you're going. Now you're making profit off the house. Why not reduce your profit and allow more people in, or build more reasonably priced rental properties, or even houses that people can buy. Um, my daughter and son-in-law were a hundred dollars over on being able to move into one of the places over there off of uh, Tudewell Road. Their income, you mean? Their income was a hundred dollars more than the ceiling price mm-hmm. that they had over there. Wait a minute! Why should there be a ceiling? Let's do it on a floating scale. Okay, so you make $100 more, so what we're going to do is we're going to increase the rent on you $50. Mm-hmm. You made $250? Okay, that goes up $125. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a very equitable type uh, situation. At the same time, it would make people have more pride in the locations where they are. They don't need to have to sit there and wonder where their next house is going to be. Um, yeah. Besides the housing issue, what what other things do you think City Council will have to deal with next term? What do you think are the major issues? Well... That's that's a hard one for me to say. Yeah. It really is because <clears throat> we need to try, we need to try and get some some kind of growth in here. Mm-hmm. 
if we can go ahead and work with with industries or with businesses, either give them a, a tax credit or a tax break, say a five or a five or seven year tax break to bring in industry, then you're going to have more people coming into the area. And here again, here's your housing crunch. Get the housing in. You got the industry coming in. You've got employment. What happens? You've got an increased tax base. Mm-hmm. With the increased tax base, your schools are going to get better because they're going to have more funds coming to them. The fire department's going to get better. The police department's going to get better. St. Anthony's would grow and become better mm-hmm. than, than it already is. Um, industry and housing are the two two primary things. Yeah. Okay. Something and, else that I'd like to address is we have a homeless population in this in this uh, fair city of ours. Mm-hmm. City councilmen are given a one hundred and fifty dollar a month stipend just for being members and attending the meetings. Mm-hmm. What they do with it is their own business. I, for one, am going to direct the city. If I get elected, I would direct the the pay office to immediately take that $150 a month stipend and send it to the warming station for them to use to help the homeless, especially the homeless veterans. Why, why, do you, why, why would you do that? What, tell, me, tell me what. I don't, okay, I'm retired. I have a VA pension and my Social Security. That's all I have. But my house is paid off. My truck is almost paid off. I've got plenty of food in my house. I don't have to go to the grocery store to buy anything, but I, I do occasionally. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've been at that point yeah. where it's been, okay, here, here's a nice steak dinner. Well, I'll eat a third of it tonight, and I'll mm-hmm. save it, and a third of it tomorrow night, and a third of it the following night. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't have to happen. And in our society today, with as many people as we have in this community that have their own funds, that don't need the city's stipend, the city can take that money, give it to the uh, to the shelter there, and they can do some good with it. Mm-hmm. They can help them help those homeless find shelter, help them find mm-hmm. equitable. Medical care, that type of thing. What else should the city do to to, to uh, care for the homeless? It's obviously a, a the, the owners of of the area that I'm thinking would not like what I would say. <laughs> I'll be real honest with you. We've got a slum area here in the uh, Pendleton area old military barracks that have been turned into apartments Mm -hmm. that are run down 
city should go in, take over, upgrade them, and say, okay, guys, here's what you got. We'll get you. We'll help you get training. We'll help you get schooling. We'll help you get a job, and we'll base your rent on that. Hmm. You might find that you have a lot of artisans, mechanics, engineers that are homeless. They've had. They've fallen on hard times. Mm-hmm. Get them the. Get them the. Med, get them the medical that they need. Give them some housing. Sounds expensive. It is. <clears throat> Anytime you undergo uh, you undergo something like that, yeah, it's going to be expensive. The yeah, why it, the the initial cost is going to be extreme. But if you ha- have the foresight to look, there are several communities back east that have done this. They have taken homeless vets. They've got a homeless vet shelter that houses the vets, and each vet has his own mm-hmm. shelter, uh, his own room. Mm-hmm. They they found an old abandoned uh, hotel. Use that. It's working. The city is prospering, mm-hmm. and it's only been three years. They've recovered half their costs already. In three years, they've recovered half their costs. Okay. Um, you mentioned there about uh, the Western theme for the town. How, how oh, would that work, yes. and, and what would that look like? Okay. Barring the idea of the uh, saloon girl prostitute idea. Mm-hmm. Which that one statue bugs mm-hmm. the heck out of me. Um, they could go ahead and take the facades on all the buildings, get the owners, get the owners involved, get them all to go ahead and enhance with Western theming, whether it be the the swinging swinging doors. Um, and uh, special windows, whatever it, whatever they felt was an old west theme. Mm-hmm. Put a few hitching rails out there. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, just just dress the dress the city up. Mm-hmm. Let the city okay round up. The following year, they've got all this stuff, and they see these cowboys start looking and. Hey, you know, it might be a good place to come for uh, a visit and that type of thing. <clears throat> Great America could come in very easily and build a Western amusement park. Oh. That would be another big draw for the community. No, it's not a year-round thing because they do have downtime. During the winter, that it that they'd be down. But there's other things that we could do for the winter. Offhand, I could I can't come up with anything. Mm-hmm. But. Western theme park, how, how, out in town, or what, what, what do you mean? Would... Okay, if you did it in town, the area that I'm I'm thinking of would be over there 
by uh, by Walmart in that one area that's right there, close to the road, uh, close to the highway, and follows along the Umatilla. They could use that because I've seen a Great America that was on a four-acre lot mm. that was absolutely fabulous, and it was always crowded. Roller coasters and the whole lot. Roller coasters, Ferris wheels, arcades, hmm. all that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. When they were open for business, it was gangbusters. Mm-hmm. They were always, always busy, and most of those theme parks will in will one employ. Oh, here we go. Employment. Um, 200 to 500, and some of the larger ones, 2,000 people from the surrounding area. And they try to keep it all locals. Why not? Yeah. Why not look into something like that? You mentioned uh, that you have some history in the theme park uh, business, and well, uh, explain that I've a bit. worked a couple of theme parks when I was uh, with the circus, and uh, that, as I said, that was back east. Um, we uh, there was one that was uh, an Amish village hmm. uh, theme park, uh, and if, if if you can picture this. Here I am in my complete tramp clown uh, wardrobe, double jacking for a blacksmith. <laughs> and I mean, I'm swinging a 16-pound sledge, double jacking for him. We're building a knife. Mm-hmm. And people are just standing there in crowds. And I'm, I'm actually, fortunately enough, I, have a, I had uh, good aim <laughs> because I'd say, Hey, how's it going? And drop the handle uh, or drop the hammer on my foot. Mm-hmm. Well, fortunately enough, my feet were in a size fourteen shoe, and I only wear it in a size eight. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, I've been an entertainer. Yeah. Uh, I love to see people smile, laugh. Um, that's something the city could 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 work into very easily by bringing smiles to people's faces yeah. sounds good um yeah we we talk a lot about about the issues that face pendleton but what what about this town do you like and what it, what are its assets what 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 should it uh, kind of uh, grow on i like the community because they're friendly for the most part, they're courteous. There aren't that many schlemiels around that are trying to degrade everybody. Um, uh, a case in point, uh, I moved my wife up here, uh, my wife and daughter up here in uh, October of 95. And in November of 95, one of the neighbors took a look at my wife because my wife was came out with full makeup at 7.30 in the morning. And she was in full makeup. And she invited her, uh, invited the wife over for coffee and 
my wife, Bobette, she went on over there and um, she said, can I ask you a question? She says, sure, go ahead. Why do you wear so much makeup? My wife had lived in Southern California all her life. Mm -hmm. She was born with Sturge Weber syndrome, which is a member of the Port Weinstein family. She had a port wine stain that covered 80% of her face. Mm -hmm. And she was, uh, she was telling the gal how she was called diaper rash and uh, jello face and all that when she was growing up. And she, the gal stopped her and said, listen, Bobette, we judge people here for what they are, not what they look like. So my wife went home and took her makeup off. And from that day forward, unless we went to Portland or Seattle or someplace like that, she never wore her makeup again. It was that one turning point that helped my wife overcome. And my wife went ahead and changed her whole attitude. And it come and the biblical thing that she always lived by judge not by mere appearance but make a right judgment she taught when she was working for Walmart kids would come up shyly she'd ask the parents you mind if I give them a piece of candy no okay she'd reach into her vest and hand them a little piece of candy and she would go ahead and stand there and she would actually squat down and look at the child and say, it's okay, you can touch it. It's not going to come off. This is a mark that God gave me. It's, it's to make me special. Just like there's something about you, maybe a, a birthmark or something like that, the kid pops up. I got a birthmark back here. See, God wanted you to be special. Taught the parents more than the children, but taught the parents through the children. We take care of our children in this community, give them a solid foundation. It'll carry them through. Sounds great. Okay, um, what do you what do you need, Antonio? You need uh, some yeah, just some biographical information. Uh, how old are you? I'm 65. So you're In 60. fact, I just turned 65 right. on the 11th of this month. Oh, wow, all right. right. A new 65er. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, and then what year were you born? 51. 51. And um, so, uh, married and kids? Or? Uh, I'm a widower mm-hmm. with uh, a 30-year-old. Mm-hmm. And a three-year-old grandson. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah. Yes. And um, and uh, where did you grow up? Oh. Where didn't I grow up? <laughs> be a better question. Um, my father had wanderlust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was an electronics engineer. Mm-hmm. I worked for ABC, NBC, CBS at, some, at one, day, uh, one time or another. And I have lived in 
California, Arizona, Nevada, Washington, Montana, Wyoming. Did I say Arizona? <laughs> practically the whole West. Yeah. Practically the whole Western United States. Uh, spent eight years in the United States Army, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm a Vietnam veteran, mm-hmm. and that's why I get my Vietnam uh, my my veterans pension. Yeah. Uh, Agent Orange has con- caused my heart problems and my cancer, so mm-hmm. we'll see what that will bring. What, comes about with that yeah and what, I guess I, I know you moved around a lot what would you say the closest to a hometown that you had Palm Desert California okay. and uh, and you're retired now but what was sort of your uh, primary profession before you retired sales, sales. Mm-hmm. I was a, I was generally in uh, in sales most of my life mm-hmm. uh, after the military of course mm-hmm. Office products, strong, a very strong background in office products. When I went to work for uh, Walmart, they were in the process of uh, remodeling the Walmart here, and I told the manager, uh, "I'll build your computer section for you." And he kind of chuckled and said, "Okay." And the day before I was supposed to start work, which was um, Black Saturday. I come in on on Black Friday and was checking the display and stood in front of the display of, of uh, the computers that they were having for for Black Friday sales. Sold five computers to four people mm-hmm. in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and the manager was standing there and he says, "Okay, you will do it." Yeah. <laughs> and I did. I. Yeah bolstered your computer sales like nobody's business we did um, they were uh, corporate expected us to sell 106 computers we sold 300 and 304 computers in 45 days uh, and you moved here in 1995 1985 yeah, that's all we need for you, Paul. Thanks okay. for your yeah, thanks you for your time. Of you last time here, yeah, so that's that, right. That that cool. Too. Yeah, that's great. All right. Making time for us. That wasn't too bad, huh? Not bad at all.